going to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 8. We're going to begin at verse 32. Proverbs chapter 8. And beginning at verse 32. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whose soul findeth me, findeth life, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, just for a couple of minutes, I want to minister on this thought, falling in love with wisdom. Falling in love with wisdom. But now I lift up my hands and our voices and let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear Lord, for another opportunity to stand in your house. Dear Lord, and to call upon your understanding. Oh Lord, dear God, that we will grab a hold of your word in the truth that is found in it, dear God. Lord, that we will cleave to it and apply it to our lives. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Lord. We need your face. Oh, Lord, to shine upon us, Lord, in this house this day. We give you all of the honor. We, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. You find out that living in the, the world that we're living in, there are many things that grabs our attention. That there are many things that people have somehow um, embraced, somehow that they have what you can say fall in love with certain things, and that they have desired a hunger for those things and a craving for them. And you'll find out that a lot for is not always the best thing. There are things that people are attached to and that they are attracted to this morning that are very destructive. And that it is leading them down a path of destruction, the Bible tells us. That there are things that people have opened themselves up to you. Do you know that it's possible to open yourself up to all of the wrong people? It's possible to invite all of the wrong From experience this morning, I, I haven't lived as long as many have, but I do have some experience in this life to understand that decisions matter. And whether you take instruction 
And listen, let me go ahead and let you know what kind of instruction that we should be longing for, and that is godly instruction. It's important whether I take godly as a part. How many know that God's word is true this morning? God's word is true, despite how I may feel at times. All the ways of God are right, the psalmist said. And you will find out, and that I found out, that in rejecting instruction or knowledge or what this book is about, and that is wisdom, that there are fusing the words that are written on this page. There was a point in my life where I heard godly wisdom, godly instruction. But you'll find out, and as God was trying to get a hold of me and get a hold of my my attention and help me to understand in love with. See, the truth is, at the time, I loved the world and everything in it. I loved listening to secular me to yield myself to all of the wrong things. Somehow I couldn't break away from it because I had a taste for it. I had a hunger for it. I love entertaining more than I love reading the Word of God. I love entertainment more than, let's just be honest about it, I loved it more than the house of the Lord. I was in love at one point in my life with the things of this world. I had fallen head over heels for this world. This world only takes, this world only strips you apart and leaves you for dead. This world, and the listen, the God of this world is not capable of giving anything that is good and that is beneficial to my well-being. But it is a taker. It robs you a valuable time. Can anybody think back in your life where you can time on them that they were nothing more than a distraction? They were nothing more than a hindrance. And you will find out that God, through his word and through wisdom, tries to get my attention. And tries to help me avoid the pitfalls in the snares and the traps that the enemy has laid. I tell you this morning, there is an adversary for you and that he is out to steal, to kill and to destroy and to tear you limb from limb, to tear your life apart. And ultimately drag our souls into hell. Then I don't think that I know what I'm up against. And that wants my life. He desires to have me. He desires to have us. Jesus had to explain this to Peter as wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you. And that is that your faith would fail not. 
this morning, amen, there is a devil that wants us. I'm going to tell you something, that when those thoughts enter into our hearts, that church is not a big deal. Church or not, God understands that that voice that enters into our heart and says, you know what? It's all right if you didn't get a chance to read the Bible. There's just so many things that you're trying to juggle in life that sometimes that you just don't have the time to read the word. You don't have the time to pray. Can I tell you the voice that enters in not just my heart, amen, but in all of our hearts at some point in time in living for God, trying to serve God according to his word. Can I tell you, that's not just my thoughts, amen, but there is an enemy that has infiltrated my mind that is happening in my life that tries to lullaby me to sleep, amen, and cause me to think that everything is going to be all right, that God understands. Can I tell you this morning, I have to have a made-up mind, amen, that I want the things of God more than anything. I want God's blessings. I says, I want God's provision. Anybody want his provision this morning? Anybody want his protection this morning? Anybody got a made up mind that I've suffered enough loss in my life and enough disappointment? Amen. And so at this point in my life, I have no time for the nonsense. I have no time for the craziness, but I got to have a made up mind that I want God more than anything else. The truth is the devil trying to talk all of us out of coming to church this morning. Amen. But how many are glad that the songs of Zion being played and saying you had a made up mind. This is right where I belong. Yes. The devil trying to keep you away from the house. Get your hands in the air. Open up your mouth and begin to bless the Lord for giving you another day. And so we pick up here in chapter 8. And if you read that wisdom, the Bible says, the voice of wisdom goes out. And that she stands. Wisdom is likened, is, is referred to as a shield. And that she stands. And she's crying out. She's crying out, trying to get the attention. Those that are passing by, those that are going about their day-to-day life. And that you'll find out that you read that as wisdom is trying to get a hold of people. You, As you continue to read throughout the chapter, portion where wisdom said speaks about itself being there in the beginning, in creation. When God spoke things into existence, wisdom is pick up at. And wisdom is trying to get our attention. Wisdom tells us to hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. You know what wisdom is saying? Wisdom is saying obey what I am speaking of. Wisdom is saying, trying to tell us of obedience. Amen. Can I tell you that we live in a world where people are disobedient to the things of God, that they refuse words that will come 
amen, from this book, amen, to them to try to get a hold of him. Can I tell you, we live in a disobedient world, amen, that rejects the voice of wisdom, amen, that rejects instruction, that rejects knowledge all day long. But can I tell you this morning, to the voice of wisdom, amen, I want to have a made-up mind, whatever wisdom, amen, is encouraging me to do and to be involved in, I want to have a made up. I tell you this morning, wisdom is trying to draw me closer, amen, to God, where I would understand God and understand his ways and understand what God's plan and purpose is for my life. Can I tell you, I don't want to refuse that. I don't want to reject that this morning, but I want to have a made up mind. Whatever the I want to do it, amen. Anybody got a made up mind? Whatever God's word is saying, whatever God's word is trying to lead me, whatever path is trying to take me, I want to lift up my hands and say, so be it, Lord. If that's your will for my life, if that's your plan for my life, then I accept it. Amen. Anybody come to the house of the Lord to obey what the word is saying? The word will encourage me to lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Lift up your voice in the house of the Lord to praise and magnify and glorify the king of kings. Wisdom tries to help me to understand for me to do. Wisdom will begin to tell me and help me to understand that's not the path you want to go down. That's not the decision that you want to make. That's not the person you want to hook up with, hang around. And you'll find out that because it's so hard for us at times to under, you'll find out that Jesus stands and he is speaking. Oftentimes he spoke in parables. One place the Bible said that he calls it dark sayings, that he spoke in parables. And oftentimes people walked away not understanding, scratching their heads, and beginning was crazy and that he was out of his mind. But it wasn't that he was crazy and out of his mind. It was the fact that they were carnal, amen, and couldn't understand and couldn't comprehend. Spirit understands everything right off back. The problem is that people don't seek it out when they don't understand. Amen. That's the problem. Amen. And they walked away not trying to figure out and not trying to seek out and get any understandings. But when the, they left the disciples, amen, when they were by themselves with what? are you talking about? What does this mean? Amen. And Jesus begins to elaborate to them and explain to them exactly what he was talking to get across to you. And that's all right. But the tragedy is walking away and never seeking it out and never trying or never having a desire to understand. Can I tell you this morning, I want to understand, amen, what wisdom is speaking to my 
my heart. And if I don't understand, I need to find somebody. I need to somewhere where somebody can explain to me exactly what the word is saying. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to be lost, friend. When it's all said and done, I'll be a part of that number. I don't want to perish. I don't want to be left out. So no matter what I got to do, if I got to hang out in the church, so be it. I want to know. I want to understand. I want to get this. I want to get it where I can obey it. 34, wisdom says, blessed is the man that heareth me. Watching that. So wisdom is helping me to understand that I should be seeking out this daily. I should be watching. I should be trying to get some understanding. And this should be on a daily basis. Amen. I have a daily duty, amen, yes. to try to draw as close to wisdom as I possibly can. And that I should, listen, not be in a hurry, meditate on it a little while. Let it get down into my heart. You know what the problem is? Our world is running to and fro to everything, amen. And you'll find out that the things about the world, here's, here's what about the world you need to understand. The world is faithful in what it does. Day after day, amen. They get up with the same, and they lay down with the same old thing, amen. They go from drug to drug day after day, amen. Daily, it's the same old thing over and over. The day, and they are going nowhere. The world is faithful in what it is committed to. They do it on a daily basis. But here, wisdom is telling me, amen, daily I ought to stand at her post, amen, and I ought to wait, amen. I ought to linger there, amen. I ought to meditate on the words of wisdom to rush my way through that service this morning, amen. I I came to linger a little bit. So, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm here as long as you want to do it, Lord. I'm daily. My daily duty is to open up this book and to begin to read and allow wisdom to begin to open up some things to me. Daily. Wisdom is earn of me. Let me speak into your life. Let me give you some understanding about some things. Let me help you to understand and that your life would be the better for it. That you would be a blessed individual if daily you would walk with me. Daily you would sup with me. Daily you would learn of me. Your life would be so much better than what it is right now. That word blessed means it talks about life. It also talks about you being a fortunate individual, amen, to the point where there would be 
others that would look upon you, amen, in your life, in the blessed envy, amen, as people will look at you and they would see the blessings that is on your life and they would see that you ain't doing what everybody else is doing. You ain't taking the path that everybody else is taking, but your life is still blessed, amen. Why is that? Because I heard the voice of wisdom, amen, and I made up in my mind, I'm going to hang out with the knuckleheads on the job, amen. I'm not going to hang out with unsaved family members. You know who I'm hanging out with? I'm hanging out with wisdom, and I'm hanging out with my mind. We're turning our backs on the world, and we're following the ways of wisdom. We're following her plan. We're listening to what wisdom has to say to us. She says, stay daily. Hang out around my post. You know what? Just wait. You know, sometimes when you're in the presence of God, it's a good thing to just linger there. It's a good thing to just, yes, I pray, but oftentimes after I've prayed and after I've, after I've, Worship the Lord and after I've asked God for my daily needs and things of that nature, sometimes we just get up and go. But you would do good just to linger a little bit and wait to hear him to begin to impress upon your heart the thing, the right way, which way to go, what decision to make. How many know that God will speak to you and you? To do something, amen, that you were wondering, should I do it or shouldn't I? Should I go this way or shouldn't I? Should I get involved in this or shouldn't I? And you'll find out that when you pray and when you're talking to God, but when you just linger there for a little bit and wait to hear from God, God will talk to you. God will deal with you. God will impress upon your heart the right way. Can I tell you, I got to have a made up mind, amen, that I want to hang out for a little while, amen. I'm not in a rush, amen. I'm not in a hurry, amen. Can I tell you, if God wants to come, so be it, Lord. Just come, God. We want you here, Lord. We want your presence, Lord. We want your glory more than anything. Blessed is a person, is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Wisdom goes on and tells us, for whoso findeth me of the Lord. I want God's favor on my life. I want his favor on my life. But wisdom goes on. And in this last verse, verse 36, here's where I want to touch on a little bit because you'll find out that in rejecting the almighty God, Jesus Christ, he is wisdom. He is, if you read in the beginning of this chapter, wisdom began thing prepared, laid out. She had the table prepared with the best meats, everything that you could possibly imagine. It was, you'll find out that it is very likened or it is similar 
to when you read about Jesus talking about the parable about the master, amen, and about his, uh, and about how he had prepared, amen, a supper, amen, and he had sent his servants out, amen, to bid, to call those that had was bidding to come, amen, but they refused, they rejected it, they would not listen, they would not hear, they would not hear that the master, he was angry with them, amen, and he said that they will not partake, amen, of what I have prepared, can I tell you friend, I want to be a partaker of this, amen, I want to be, I don't want doubt, I don't want unbelief to cause me to miss out, to cause me to lose out on what God is our how many know that unbelief and I in doubt will cause you to lose out on the promises of God and lose out on the blessings of God? But how many got to made out of crucify this flesh? I got to deny this flesh. I got to have a made up mind. There ain't nothing that is going to stop me from entering into the kingdom of God. Let me go ahead and get it real plain. No family, no person, nobody on the job, no amount of money it's going to cause me to miss out and lose out on what God has for me because God is calling whether I know it or not and if you read the beginning of this chapter you'll find out that wisdom that is crying out is the almighty God the Bible says here in verse 36 you'll find out Before we deal with that, the Bible says that in the days of the prophet Elisha, that there was a great famine in the land. And it had gotten so bad to people had begun to just such lows that they were buying things and paying just, just, just horrible stuff they were eating. And they were paying a great price for it. Disgust. And when it took it to the king, and the king, when he heard of it, the Bible says he ripped his garments. And that he began to mourn over what had happened. And that they called the prophet Elisha and told him about this and what was going on. And Elisha, the Bible says that the individual started playing a minstrel and that begins to prophesy. And he says, by this time tomorrow, God would do such and such. Well, here's why it's important that you are very careful. He began to say, listen, if there was windows in the heavens, he said, this thing is impossible of what you're talking about. And Elisha said, let me tell you something, you unbeliever, you doubter. He said, I'm going to tell you this. He said, you will see it but you will not partake of it. That the word of the prophet came to pass. Don't you know that God blessed them and poured it out on them? And that same unbeliever, amen, he saw it, amen. He was trampled over, amen, and he lost his life that day. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want to be satisfied with seeing it. I want to be a partaker of it, amen. I don't want to hear about the blessings of God. Listen, I'm glad that God blesses everybody else. I'm glad that God bless you, but I'm not content with just hearing about God. Bless not 
respect no person. If he's blessing you, then he's sure enough want to bless me. But can I tell you, I gotta have some faith, amen, to believe God's word, to be a part of, or I will see it. I'll see it happen in everybody else's life, but it'll never come to mind. I don't want to see it happening for everybody else. I'm glad that it is. But friend, I want to be a partaker of that as well. And ain't nothing wrong with that, friend. There ain't a sure want God's blessings, amen. But you should know what it's going to take to get God's blessing and to get God's favor. Don't you know that David felt some kind of way when he heard that let's go back to the book and let's figure out how to get God's blessing, how to get God's favor. What are you saying? You got to go to the book and figure out what it takes to get the hand of God on your life, to get God's blessings. I'm not satisfied with just hearing about it. I want to be a partaker of it. Man, our family. I want God to touch my household. I want God to touch my life. But it ain't gonna happen with me being unfaithful to God. Bathe the voice of wisdom. It ain't gonna happen that way. I have to have a made up mind. Whatever it takes. David went back. See, before, he just threw that thing up, threw that ark ark of the covenant on an ox cart. It was never meant to be on an ox cart. Shoulders of the priests, amen, as they buried that thing. But sometimes people just mishandle the things of God from the Lord. Friend, you got to handle God with care. You got to revere this thing. You got to stand in awe of him. You got to recognize God ain't your God ain't your buddy. God ain't your homeboy. He ain't your homegirl. You can't talk to God in a kind of way. You can't approach him in a kind of way. You got to approach him with reverence. You got to approach him with respect that I'm in the presence of the almighty God. So I got to humble myself. I got to become obedient to what he is saying. has to be with respect. And David figured it out. David said, listen, we've done this thing the wrong way. He said, listen, the priests ought to bear this on their shoulders. And as they begin to transport the Ark of the Covenant correctly, the Bible says that every David began to burn sacrifices, and it got to a point where he got in the city. They finally got into the city of David. The Bible says that he began to demand, but he recognized that the presence of the Lord is here. God's blessings is here. Why? Because I went back to the book, amen, and the book showed me how it needs to be done. And because it is done, that way God's presence is here and God's blessings are on our lives. And David began to dance. He think we ought to dance a little bit, amen. I think we ought to rejoice a little been. If you've been a recipient of God's blessings, because you come to understand that God's ways is right, I need to say what the writer said. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will, I will, I will rejoice in it and be going to be glad. This is not a bad day. This is a good day. But unfortunately, with what is good and what would prosper me greatly. Verse 36, wisdom says, but he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. And the truth is, we live in a world that hate this. They hate these words that comes out of this book, the things of God. We are rejoicing this morning, amen, because we've come to find out that God's word is true. But everybody don't rejoice over these words. Everybody will not allow these words to govern their life. It's amazing how people to try to discredit the word of God. They do their best to try to find reason not to simply obey what God's word says. Testament or New Testament, the principle of God's word is true and it never changes. It never changes. You know why? Because here's what I need to understand. Here's what you need to understand. The Bible says that he said, I am the Lord and I change not. He's the same yesterday. So if he first, so here's what it boils down to. If God felt a certain way back then, he feels that same way now. See, because you know what the problem is? Things that somehow, because they've done their best to change things, that somehow that's going to change God's mind. God's word is forever settled in heaven. So if God said it, it don't matter what anybody else says, amen. How many know that God's word is the final authority, amen? And so that's what I gotta base my decision. Modern day society is doing it. It ain't what, uh, the, um, Supreme Court is passing on. I gotta base my decision on the fact that God's word is the final authority. It's forever settled in heaven. And if God felt that way back then, he feels that way right now. And he's gonna feel that way in the future. Nothing you do can change it. God's word is right. His word is right. And too often people look at culture, different cultures and different beliefs. And somehow they try to look at that and let that determine whether 
They should obey. Came, I came out of some stuff, amen. We believe some crazy stuff. Everybody else has believed some crazy stuff. Friend, if I want to know what to do, I better go to the number one source, and that is the Word of God. The Word of God will never steal me wrong. It'll never miss me. Listen, if he said it back there in the Old Testament, he believes it today, and I got to grab a hold of it. I got to get it down into my heart. I got to have a made up mind. Whatever God is saying, whatever wisdom is saying, I want to grab a hold of it. Nobody would ever admit that they're in covenant with death. Nobody would. Like, you you can walk up to somebody and they tell you, yeah, I'm, I'm in relationship with death. I'm coloring up to death, to that which is going to destroy me. Nobody will say that. But what we're rejecting of it is they're refusing to do what wisdom instructs them to do. What wisdom is trying to tell them to do. And a person rejected, they're saying that I love death. I love death. But friend, can I tell you, I don't want to love death. Learn that wisdom is the best thing for me. I want to learn that God is the best thing for me. That his word is the best thing for me. Can I tell you, there's nothing wrong with God's previous. It's the best thing that I've ever came across. across. Can I tell you, God's word broke some chains off of my life. Amen. God's word broke some shackles off of my mind. You hear? There was a time I walked with my head hung down, with my shoulders slumped over. There was a time that I was depressed. There was a time that I had was out of my mind. But the start of church service was the greatest day of my life. The day I went down in the name of Jesus was the greatest day of my life. The day I came to an altar and lifted up. Can I tell you, I wouldn't trade this for no amount of money, for no relationship, for no friendship. This is the greatest thing that you could ever find. Let us remain standing. People will say, well, I don't know about all of that. I don't know about that church thing. I don't know about that balance thing. I don't know about that living holy and and separate from this world. You know, y'all just, y'all on some other stuff. Y'all just doing a little bit too much. Y'all in a cult. There are people that will say all of those kind of things to, to discredit what God's word simply says. But here's what the writer tells us. The writer tells us that wisdom through the lives of the children of wisdom that will prove out whether it's right or not. Will prove out whether what is found in God's word is right or not. It's, it's, it's through those that have heard the voice of wisdom 
that obey the voice of wisdom when the wisdom says you need to go to that altar. You need to repent of your sins. You need to get your heart right. You need to lay. It is wisdom that will say you need to go and you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. It is wisdom that says you need to go to that altar and lift up your hands and yield and surrender control and let God take control and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. The evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's wisdom that says you need to separate. The longer you stay around your family, that is going to be your downfall. You don't need to be around those unbelieving, cold, struggling. Amen. You will struggle with with serving me and obeying my word and walking according to my plan. It is wisdom that says you don't need to get involved with them. They don't believe in the almighty God. That's not who you want to enter into a relationship with. They will pull you away from God. They'll pull you away. That's not what you want to be a part of. Wisdom tries to speak to people. Tries to instruct people. We'll withhold from him, be faithful to him, honor him in every area of your life. Wisdom is crying out. And wisdom says, those that reject me, they love death. But wisdom's children shut the mouth of the mocking. Shuts the mouth of the, that stuff ain't real. Y'all, y'all, y'all believe in some crazy stuff. Oh yeah. Well, let's wait it out. Let's let's wait it out. Let's give it five years. Let's give it ten years. Let's see what your children's life is like. And when you find out that God's word is true, amen, and that you will be blessed, amen, if you apply wisdom to your life, and if you begin to walk according to God's word and God's plan throughout the years, God holds the family together. God holds the children together. God keeps, God ensures that they are successful. And can I tell you, wisdom children. Amen. Wisdom is justified of her children. I'm blessed. I receive the favor of the Lord. God's hand will be on my life. His hand will be upon my family's life. Can I tell you this morning? I want to hear the cry of wisdom. I want to fall in love with wisdom. I want to I want to fall head over heels for this thing. I want to pull this thing so close to me. I want it to be dear. Why not when it's dear to you? Not when you cherish it. Not when you understand this is my only hope. Not when you understand this is my best option. That there is no other options. There is nothing else that is going to cause my life to be blessed. There is nothing else in this world that is going to benefit me. The way that God's word will. The way God's word will. You'll find out that because people don't understand. They don't understand the words that they're hearing. I don't want to be so hasty in my judgment. I want to try to understand this and try to understand that there's a God in the heavens 
that is reaching for me, that is trying to get a hold of me, and that is trying to draw me to himself, and that is trying to bless my life. He's trying to set me free. He's trying to break things off of my life that have had a hold of me for so long, for years battle. There is a God that is reaching for me. There's a God that is speaking to my heart this morning through his word. The question is, can I hear his voice and will I obey his instruction? I want to obey. I want to understand that it's wise words that are coming across. His word is trying to work a work inside of me like never before. That is a good work. That is a good work. And he says, not go down in the name of Jesus. There are people that will not come and yield themselves long enough so that God can fill them with the Holy Ghost. And he says, because of that, you love death. I don't want to be in covenant with death. I want to be in covenant with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to come I want to come in sincerity. And I want to lift up my hands and I want to lift up my voice. And I want to say, Lord, help me to obey your word. Help me, God, that if I'm going to hate, help me, Lord, to sit down and sup with you. Help me to open up those that word that is just filled with so much wisdom. I want to walk the path, amen, that those of old have walked. The path that Abraham walked. The path that Moses took was a blessed one. The path that David took was a blessed one. The path that those apostles took was a blessed one. I want to understand, fall in love with everything that pertains to you. Can we come around the altar this morning? Can we come with our hands lifted and our voices raised? Can somebody come down to this altar this morning with a made of mind? Lord, I want you. Lord, I want to have an ear to hear your voice. I want to know that it is you, Jesus. I want to know it's you, Jesus, that is crying out to me, that is trying to redirect me, Lord, that is trying to take me off of a path. You're trying to put me on a path that leads to everlasting life. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands and call out to him. We love you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. We want to obey you, Lord. We want to daily walk with you, Jesus. We want to daily hear from you, Jesus. Lord, we want to daily learn from you, Lord. We want to be blessed, Lord. We want your favor, oh my God. Oh, Lord, we so desperately need your face to shine upon us. Oh, and we shall be saved, hearts. Have 